Hello and welcome back to Night Chats. I'm your host, Amy. And tonight I will be doing another reaction. So this isn't a commentary. It is going to be a reaction um, because I was on YouTube last night and I saw this video and I wanted to watch it so much. I was just like, oh, I really want to see this. But it was like, you know, it was like 2 a.m. or something like that. And I was like, oh, but I don't, I can't like record a podcast because then I'll be finished at like 3.30 a.m. or something. Like I have to go to bed. So I had to like, like constrain all my excitement. And um, I saved this video so that I could watch it tonight for you guys. And I don't know what's in it. I don't know what's coming. I have no idea. This is just going to be my my pure reaction to this video. So this video is by a YouTuber called Audrey Coyne, perhaps? C-O-Y-N-E, Coyne, or something like that. And this video is called Opera Singer Tricks to Have a More Attractive Voice. So yeah, I'm pretty pumped to see it. So she's a woman that looks like she's maybe about my age, maybe a little older, I'm not sure. Um, I had a quick look at her channel. I've never heard of her before in my life. Never seen her on YouTube yet, like until now. Um, her channel is kind of like a girly kind of lifestyle channel. There's a lot of lookbooks. Um, there's a lot of uh, not so much makeup tutorials but like she has like a hand care like she's taken it to the level of like hand care tutorial on like creams and nail care like whoa I, I didn't I haven't watched any of her videos but she's very much lifestyle um she looks like a kind of get ready with me girl I wonder if she has get ready with me's so yeah so she she has that but n I didn't see I was like just I just did a quick scroll through I didn't see anything to do with opera uh on her channel until this this was like very recently posted I think, but yeah, I, I, I was kind of looking through cause I was like, oh, does she, is she like an opera singer? Does she have like a video of her singing opera or, um, like more videos on opera or anything, but this just seems to be kind of out of the blue. So, um, her channel isn't necessarily like an opera channel. So that makes it even more interesting. Maybe she'll explain to us kind of her, her kind of like opera, um, journey and then maybe we'll even look her up on youtube to see her if we can find her singing or something like that um so it says today's like today's video is about how to have an attractive voice okay so <clears throat> my first thing that I that you might be wondering is um are there tricks to having a more attractive voice um no not really not really not really you know, I've you, there's there's little things like um. You know that people say, oh well, if you want to, if you're a little, if you're singing a little bit flat, just smile, and you'll be more in tune. Yeah, you will be more in tune because when you smile and sing, it lifts up your larynx, and it squeezes your throat. 
So for sure, because you've lifted your larynx, you will be more in tune probably. Like you won't be as flat, you'll be a little higher. But guess what? Your tone will be worse. It'll be more um, thin and reedy. So not really, not really, especially opera. Like, um, you know, opera is an art form. It's a, it's a dense art form. There are lots of layers of knowledge and understanding about it, especially with singing and technique. I try and actually clear a lot of that stuff up for people um, through this podcast because uh, I'd love just people in general who are not opera singers to have like a better ear and to kind of know what they're listening for and for opera singers and young singers and stuff to also just be aware like of tech of like singing technically and 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 aware of like um kind of the do's and the don'ts um no I would no there aren't really tricks because one trick could work on one person and it won't work on everybody else you know because everybody um, is in a different place in their uh, development of their voice. Um, if you say to like a singer, like, sing louder, that means 20 different things to 20 different people. Um, that can mean screaming to one person. That can mean singing like deeper to someone else. That can mean, you know, singing like nasal to another person you know being louder is 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 very different it's even different in my own household like if I notice it because I notice like because my mom isn't actually a trained singer even though she is actually a very good singer and I tried to train her one time and um it was hilarious and she didn't she never practiced she's she's a good singer but she never practiced um but because she's not quite as trained as me like I'll notice that like if I call someone right me as like a trained opera singer if I call to someone from far away I'll be like this I'll move the microphone away I'll be like hey hey like that right and just make a bigger darker just bigger louder sound <laughs> whereas my mom <laughs> will do this hey John. like she'll she'll squeeze it she'll squeeze it she'll tighten it um and the tone will be more shrill and more high because that's just like something she's developed as she's grown up she's been like if I want to be louder um because her voice isn't like developed very much as an opera singer I have to like squeeze things and like and make things shrill and make and then it'll be louder whereas if your voice is naturally developed you can just go from like your normal speaking voice to just a louder version of your normal speaking voice which is what you sing with if that makes sense to people um, so my trick, if I were to have a trick to becoming an opera singer, it would be finding a good, competent teacher that knows exactly what they're doing and talking about with voice and come back after training with that person, um, for like minimum two, three years. And then boom, there's the trick. You are an opera singer with an attractive voice. <laughs> yeah yeah but anyway this is going to be really really interesting I'm interested to see what she says so let's see um what we learn opera singer tricks to have a more attractive voice okay here we go let's see what what happens
Oh, sorry. Oh, 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 okay. Here we go. Having an attractive, confident-sounding voice is attainable for everyone. And today, I'm going to teach you how using what I've learned as an opera singer and YouTuber. So let's get started. Let's start off with some of the things you can physically... Having a confident and attractive voice is attainable for everyone. I would say having an attractive and confident voice is attainable for most people but you will have your minority of people, don't assume you're in this minority, it really is a minority, who, for whatever reason, it's just probably not gonna be that way, still sing, everybody, every human being should still sing and engage and just like enjoy singing. But most people, if they, only most people, yeah, can can actually develop like an attractive slash confident voice. Um, yeah, but yeah, and also if your voice is like say unattractive or doesn't isn't nice or do, that doesn't mean that you're in the group that can't obtain an attractive and confident voice. Um yeah, some you really can develop and really transform your voice um if you want to. Um but of course, yeah, there's that very small minority who are very like say um tone deaf like they really can't tell between different tones and and um and they really no matter how much they work on it their brain just doesn't really work like that you, they just something wrong with them they just don't really they're just not able to like work out tones that easily so so someone even if they have a beautiful tone like their, their actual their timbre of their voice is beautiful if they're at singing out of tune all the time that's going to make for a bad sounding voice if that makes sense um Trying to think anyone else. Who else goes in this category? Kind of no one. You can come with a totally messed up voice and a good teacher can totally, um, I mean, really take it to somewhere at least average and, and possibly above average. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's keep going do to enhance the quality of your voice and make the most of the voice that naturally comes out of your mouth. So all of us have a natural speaking voice. It comes with a natural tone, intonation, and timbre that's just kind of what you're born with. And that's largely dictated by the structure of your face. You should think of your body and your face as a musical instrument. And the larger or smaller that it is, and the more space it has in different areas, the different sounding your voice will be. Um, hmm, kind of true, yeah, kind of true, um, although a huge person without opera training compared to, like, a small person like Tetrazzini, like, you know, one of the really amazing opera singers of the golden age, um, I need to do an. I need to do a podcast on golden age opera singers. They're phenomenal. Tetrazzini would just com completely blow that huge person out of the water. You just wouldn't even hear them. It just wouldn't even be the case. And she's quite small. Um, Nellie Melba was quite small, and she's you know they had huge, 
huge voices because their registration was so good and their training was so good, their technique was so good. Um, they used it. They used their voice to such um, um, high levels of um, ease, I guess. Like they they just had so little constriction and their throats were so open just from, from their just constant like kind of working on it and, and looking into it that um, they would blast out probably a lot of the modern opera singers now, potentially, that you hear on stage. Um, some of them at least, and um, any any person with any man with like a big booming low speaking voice um, can be blasted out by a little woman with a with a properly developed opera voice. So so that's that's kind of where I where like what's really going on. But in basic terms, like she is kind of right. Like if you're small, you're vocal cords contend possibly I think I don't really know but I think they can possibly be smaller just to kind of like match your whole form um yeah just like sometimes there's really tall big men that have like really deep low voices because they're that means their vocal cords are quite thick they're quite big and thick um but then, you know, you have really tall men who have like a little bit higher voices, probably not really high. You will meet like, say, very uh, short, short guys that maybe have higher voices. But then you'll meet short, short guys with huge, deep baritone voices. So it's I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's a rule you can go by. I definitely don't see like little people and go like they'll have a small voice. Like I I think there's a chance, um but I think it also depends on genetics. You know, I think genetically um you can pass down like really a really deep voice or something like that. And yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to look like when I look through opera history and opera singers in the past, it doesn't work out exactly like that. Because not, yeah. You know? Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, let's, let's keep going. That's my voice. <laughs> Is that my voice? But there are definitely things you can do to make it work for you and kind of manipulate it a little bit so that it has that beautiful honey quality that so many of us love in a great speaking voice. In order to do this, it's important to understand where we naturally speak and how so many of us... Okay, cool. So she's a placement human. They're, I mean, they're out there. I love, I love my placement fellows. Um... <clears throat> So she's going to talk about placement. Um, do I teach placement? No. Do I think it's helpful? Not really. But I understand the concept. I understand what they're getting at. But I definitely like to um, teach in a different way um, because you can actually change because they're what they're calling placement. You can change. Um, mm, mm. This is complicated. All right, let's hear what she says. 
tend to manipulate our voices artificially, and then how you can do it so that it sounds organic. So when we speak, most of us speak a little bit higher or lower than our natural register. And in my experience, it's better if you speak right in the middle of it. So rather than having your voice come through your forehead or your nose, you know that mustard really clears up the nasal parts. Or your Yeah, so this is placement. It's to do with like where you're no, you where you consider the voice going in your face. That's what this is what that concept is. Let's keep going. Voice come through your throat. I got a lot of problems with you people. You want it to come from your mouth, quite literally. And in singing, we call that the mask, and that is the most pleasurable and easy place to place your voice so that it sounds really good. The first exercise um <clears throat> your mouth place it in your mouth um <laughs> i totally get what she means like i totally get what she means um People will often, yeah, they'll basically try and teach singing through being like, aim your sound, aim your voice into your nose. She said mouth, but really generally, if you actually go to a teacher, they'll probably say nose. Um, yeah, for sure. No one says like, aim your voice into your throat, aim your voice. That, if you're singing a really, really high note, they might say, aim your voice into like your forehead or like right here above your nose or right. Um, so that's placement. Um, that can work for some people because <clears throat> Yeah, I, it's sort of like a band-aid though on a problem. So if someone's voice is just like really like this, you telling them to aim it up here, aim it higher. Like it's not, it may change it from being in that low weird place, but it doesn't change it to being in the relaxed chest voice register that it should just be be in like that I'm talking in right now it may not change it to be in that also you have to realize like we use a lot of intonation when we talk so when I like express myself I get like really excited I'm like what no I used quite a bit of like head voice in that and now I'm back to speaking like majority chest voice so I can't be thinking about placement while I'm talking you know like I can't be like everything in the nose like you know or everything in the mouth or um <clears throat> you know, it's interesting because I, I saw like Ariana Grande has really started to change up her technique. And um, this, is this is becoming a technique thick podcast. So I hope I hope people are interested in this sort of thing. I saw that Ariana Grande started to change up her technique a little bit, especially from her breakout song. Break free, where it was just very like belty. 
she started to bring it back and add in quite a bit of like airiness and that kind of thing. And I saw her. And so what happens is when you sing, your muscles, your muscles get stronger or weaker, right? So if, so for example, in Break Free, she was singing a lot with her chest voice. Okay, so her chest voice muscle is really strong. So when she spoke, it was like really clear. It was like, hey, like da 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 da, like that. Then she started to sing more like this. So those muscles, right, which are kind of, I mean, depends what they are, like a bit of falsetto muscles, but also kind of constriction muscles to make like an airy sound. Um, they get really, really strong. The more you use them, they get super, super strong. And because you're not engaging your chest as much, your chest muscles get weaker. Like it's all muscular. It's like working out. It's basically muscular. So what happens is her voice changed, like her speaking voice has changed because she'll go on tour and she'll just sing every single night, you know? So those muscles are just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And the muscles that she's choosing to not weak, not use are getting weaker and weaker and weaker. So what happens is <clears throat> she was doing an interview and her voice was just like not really um, participating for her. Like it was very much like, just kind of tired and, and airy like that and then she said my she's then she like you know tried to put it up in her nose she was like she was saying like you know my singing teacher says to like just like bring it up into my nose and like talk with the proper placement otherwise my um speaking voice gets tired and da 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 guess what the problem is already there and trying to speak in your nose or trying to speak in your lips or in your mouth or anywhere it doesn't it's not going to fix the problem now for you ariana because those muscles that are now speaking for you that are like uncomfortable they're the ones that you made super duper strong and your clear speaking helpful chest voice muscles that you wanted to like use a bit less which is fine you disengage them so much now they're like quite weak so when you go back to just everyday talking your voice is different so this will often happen when i teach singing um people that come to me like with kind of like airy husky voices we'll just start singing straight away we'll start doing training and developing and then in, within a few weeks their speaking voice is different they'll start coming in to my class hey like how are you like did a super clear normal healthy voice so <clears throat> your speaking voice is your singing voice. Just like you are what you eat, you speak how you sing. However you sing will eventually come back to bite you and you will then speak how you sing. The same registration. In my opinion, it's what happened to, um, what is that woman my mom loves listening to? Oh, you know the one... That's like, na, 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 love you all my life. Shania Twain. It's it's what happened to Shania Twain's voice. She said she went through some voice. She's had some real voice issues and she doesn't, she really doesn't sing that much anymore. She kind of like lost it. Again, her speaking voice became her singing voice. And her singing voice was still pretty good, but it just wasn't good enough registration that her voice just eventually just kind of gave up on her. So, Placement is a good theory, but there's, there's no placement in the world 
that Ariana Grande could have done in that interview that would have brought back the strength of her chest voice muscles, which is what she was looking for. Because chest voice muscles bring clarity and cut to the voice and ease. Um, so if, yeah, so if that makes sense, she would have to literally like train her voice. To, you can get out of any bad singing situation. That's why I exist. That's literally why I exist on this earth. To help people get out of any bad voice or singing situation that they find themselves in. So Ariana Grande would have to literally go train, go practice her chest voice, go sing like this a bit, go you know, look at her breathing a little bit too, look at her, you know, look at it all. There's no placement in the world to to help some people that have registration problems. So, okay. Let's continue. That's perfect for placing your voice exactly in the mask or the center of your face. And my own personal favorite exercise for doing this is lip trills. Now, this sounds ridiculous, feels ridiculous, and you look ridiculous when you do it. And it is ridiculous. So, <clears throat> oh, we're getting into it now. Um, listen. <clears throat> I have had some students, shout out to John, love you, that have been scandalized by this. They'll come in, like, oh, I've been doing my lip trills. I've been, I'm, I'm like, um, forget it. I've been like, you, you, they are not, you do not need to do those ever again. What? Everybody does lip trills. I know. I don't though. Um, and neither did Melba. Um, <laughs> lip trills are a modern invention. Um, and they are brilliant at lifting your larynx up. Just just for anybody who's new to the podcast, lifting your larynx up is a bad thing. You don't want to have a high larynx. It's bad, dangerous, and makes your throat really, really small. Lessens your lessens your um, range. You can't go as high. You can't go as low. Uh, the list goes on and on. You don't want your larynx. You want your larynx in maybe a neutral position or a low position, like when you're singing. If you're doing opera, it's always going to be low. If you're doing modern tech, like if you're doing uh, contemporary singing, it's going to be around neutral to low. It's never going to be high. You don't want to lift it. Um, you don't want to squeeze your larynx. You don't want to create tension around your neck. And that's exactly what lip trills do. It's exactly what tongue trills do. Um, just, and it's exactly what sirens do. Don't, like, don't do sirens. Don't do... You know, you have to learn from, you have to learn to sing from your chords, singing out. Ah, singing, speaking out. It's nothing to do with like, no, it's just going to make your tongue tense. It's just going to make your jaw tense. It's going to make your neck tense. It's just going to, um, it's an, it's, it's a new thing that's come in. The old opera stars never you you didn't you wouldn't catch caruso behind the scenes just like <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine pavarotti backstage is like mm, like no 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 yeah open it up open it up don't do small animal noises and cute animal call type noises uh it's not necessary uh 
it's 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 not really going to help you yes you may feel oh my voice is so much clearer now well yeah it's definitely higher mm-hmm. it's definitely smaller or you might think oh i have so much more control over it now yeah that's because your throat's so tight so yeah you're gonna feel like you have a little bit more of a grip <laughs> on your voice because you're literally gripping it now yeah, your voice just has to come out of you, out of you, your throat, natural, open, relaxed position like that. Um, you, you know, you will, you will genuinely do sirens and trills and be like, I have more control over that. Yeah, because you're literally holding it like, like you're gripping it, and uh, and singing that way. Um, it's a, it's a bit of a lie. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a snake oil salesman, snake oil sales in my, in my opinion. Um, you know, people, yeah, it, it seems like a good idea, kind of seems like it works, but guess what? It's doing the opposite of working. So let's continue. Really well. So try to get all of that out of your mind and just really lean into it. And I think you'll be really happy with the results. So in order to do a lip trill, all you need to do is take a really big deep breath in and then when you exhale, you're gonna blow through your closed lips, kind of like you're doing a raspberry. And you can hear just from my own <laughs> just now, my voice already sounds like it's in a better place, just from when I- She's so cute. She made like a really cute face. Wait, let me go back. She like laughed at herself. <laughs> okay, let's do this again. She's gonna comment on how it worked for her. Here, just from my own example just now, my voice already sounds like it's in a better place just from when I started the video. Does it? I can't tell. It's incredibly effective and, again, one of my personal favorites. As you were doing your lip trills, you probably ran into a little bit of difficulty in maintaining it, and that comes down to lack of oxygen. Maybe it felt like you're... No, that comes down to your body isn't used to pushing air so aggressively through closed lips because it's not a necessary thing to be able to do for your body. It's not, it's just strengthens all these random muscles that are like going to now like tighten to try and like make you able to like push air through really closed lips. It's got nothing to do with singing whatsoever. Yeah, you can get good at lip trills, but Damn, I wouldn't if I were you. If you're bad at lip trills, that's fine. Why don't you stay that way? Go ahead and stay that way. Air was kind of running out. And that's because many of us, when we think lip trill or we think anything that requires a lot of air, we almost want to sustain too short. So we want to punch our air out. If you think of your lungs and your body as an accordion, we think big breath in and then quick exhale. And that's actually not what you want. In order to maintain a lip trill and in order to make your voice sound really nice when you're speaking or singing, you want to make sure that it's riding gracefully on all of the air supply that you have. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, you know, it's funny. She kind of sounds like a Disney princess, hey? Um, that's interesting. I wonder how her voice sounded before she did all this lip trill training. Look, her voice doesn't sound bad. I definitely don't think it sounds bad. It sounds a little, um, small. 
probably. Like it just sounds a little, it sounds a little small. Like if I were to meet her, I wouldn't know. I, I guess if I were to meet her, I would imagine immediately be like, let me guess, you're an opera singer. You sing for 5,000 people in an audience. <laughs> like, hi, my name's like, my name's whatever. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't imagine like, hey, you have a huge, massive opera voice, right? <laughs> like I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't assume that um, because her voice yeah, it's very like delicate. And 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 here's the thing. You can it's pretty simple. You can tell someone has a big voice because they sound like they have strong, thick, developed vocal cords. They don't sound like this. Or like I can't really do it. I can't really lift my larynx that high. I used to be able to. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna do a podcast on all my bad singing days you know there were different times where I did I've done all all types of technique in my life and um I've settled on you know what I believe is absolutely correct now but um yeah I'm I, I'm, I should definitely do a video of like me you know singing with a high larynx singing with a squeezed whatever singing into the nose singing you know placement you know all that kind of stuff I think I'll do that but yeah I, I wouldn't meet her and go oh like you you can sing over an orchestra like, cause I would be like, I don't, I can't imagine you even being able to like yell, you know, like loudly. So again, using the accordion analogy. But it is really pleasant. And I feel like she should absolutely work for Disney and like be one of the princesses. She can be like, hi, you know, because it is really, really pretty. She does have a pretty and cute speaking voice and she sounds like a Disney princess. Is that my aesthetic? Not really, I'm an opera singer. Plus, you know, we need to start owning our speaking voices. Like I have a bunch of students that are women that have low voices, they just do. And they're just like, oh, my voice is like, I don't know, really dark or like really like um, husky and da da da. And I'm like, that's cause you're trying to sound higher than you are. You know, your voice is really low and dark girl own it okay those are the chords god gave you and god's up there thinking you're welcome you're welcome because they're dope you know definitely don't try to sound like a disney princess if you're like my mom who naturally has a high voice and when she sings she is actually a really high singer naturally and her voice kind of is like a disney princess um that's fine my mom's not putting it on my mom doesn't even care for disney that much it's not like she's trying to do that um but definitely don't go for that aesthetic. Don't go for like a high cutesy voice. Just go for your voice. Go for comfortability. Go for good technique. I'm just putting a blanket on me because I'm quite cold. It's pretty cold today. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Are we going to get through this video? <laughs> Am I going to be able to let the woman speak? Okay, here we go. You want to bring as much air as possible into your lungs and then slowly let it out. If you get rid of it too quickly, not only will you not be able to do a lip trill and your voice won't be put in the right spot, but that naturally makes people very nervous when you're talking to them because when someone sounds like they're running out of oxygen, it's our natural biological inclination to get scared. So here's a good example. What? <laughs> What? 
That is such a funny, like, interesting point that she, like, thought through to, like, such a level. She's like, if you're talking to someone that sounds like they're running out of air, you're going to naturally get scared because of biology. That is so funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's true. I don't know. I, um, I, yeah, again, to me... Okay, I think that's true. There is like a really good YouTuber that I love watching called Emma Chamberlain. I really, really like her. She has really bad registration issues. You can hear it in her voice. Her voice is always very husky, very tight, very... It'll just crack while she's talking. It'll just crack away. She'll just have air just come through sometimes. Like, it's definitely an issue. And I just like... Yeah, one day I just want to like reach out to her and just be like please let me give you some lessons we can we can fix it we can get to a place where it's more comfortable it's more easy um but so she because of her bad registration if you do look her up and have a listen to her she does kind of sound like she's running out of air when she's speaking because she is just pushing her air out so hard and at such an extreme rate that yeah that that you can that it does kind of sound like she's running out of air is does it make me feel scared <laughs> not really <laughs> i i actually love her as a youtuber so not really scared i mean i guess it sounds a little bit like she's just come back from a run or something i don't know she kind of manages it i guess for me this this woman um doesn't make me feel scared, but she does make me feel a little bit on edge because this woman, let me just get her name again for us, Audrey Coyne. Audrey Coyne, darling, you sound like you're holding back your voice a little bit. So she sounds like she's doing she's doing the technique she's explaining where she actually like releases her air quite slowly. So she's actually holding it back quite a bit. So her air is getting released at a very low rate. That, I think, puts people a little bit more on edge because you naturally can tell that they're not like releasing their air and just like talking and like expressing and being like, yeah, so da da da. But it's like very like controlled and like very like held back and very like that. I think that can is a little bit um, because the, her body is tense because she's holding back her air as she's talking. It does. It definitely would create a kind of empathetic tension in someone else. So the other person's like, um, I'm probably if I met her in person, I'd probably be a little bit tense talking to her, just because she sounds like she's a bit tense. Her her body is coming across a little bit tense because she's holding back her air. Am I scared of her though? No. <laughs> but yeah, I actually I, I I think it's possible that what that the that what's actually happening is the opposite of what she is describing about about um yeah air <laughs> well i'm going to do one version running out of oxygen and then one not running out of oxygen let's start with running out of oxygen okay. so i'm going to talk really quickly and all of a sudden it feels like i'm running out of air and now i'm going to get really really nervous and you can feel that i'm getting really stressed and i'm really tense and now i'm, I'm just kind of struggling to breathe because i'm literally running out of oxygen in my lungs Versus this, where I'm speaking slowly and really using all of the air in my system. And when I feel like I'm running out, I take a break. 
take a breath in and then continue speaking. Using that accordion analogy again, you can also use that as a way to... Okay, I don't, I don't really get it. Yeah, I don't really get it. Most people know, like, when to take air and... Hmm, okay. Think of an accordion. ...to encourage the flow of your words in a very pleasurable way. So in singing, we are taught to never punch our words because that creates a very aggressive sound and it's also counterproductive to airflow and allowing your voice to really work for you rather than against you. So I apply that same logic when speaking. Now, there are definitely moments when you want to emphasize a word and you do kind of punctuate that word a bit. But generally speaking, and certainly at the beginning of a sentence, you want a word to flow off your breath and not stop your breath. So a good example of that would be, I wouldn't say avocado. I would say avocado. So as I'm breathing out, I... I think this is like an American technique I've heard of, this whole idea of like on the breath. I totally disagree. I constantly stop my breath. You can hear it now. Even every time I say I, I go I. I don't go I, 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 I. I go I, you, me, apple, apple. Like, you know, no, I, I disagree. And and there is, you know, there are a lot of, that can be used a lot in singing as well. Like you can just like let your chords just like come fully together and then and then part a little bit to create that glottal. It's called a glottal stop. Um, it's just normal. It's just part of speaking. It's part of singing. But um, she, I think, yeah, I think there's like a bit of an American technique like this that's that's to do with, you wouldn't really hear this in Australia, but this on the breath, breath concept where you don't, yeah, do like glottal stops and stuff. Seems to be something they love. Here we go. Kind of throw the avocado on the air rather than using it as a way to stop my airflow. Another thing you can do to ensure that your voice sounds as attractive as possible. I would more say, this is like nitpicky, but I would more say like that you're using the, the stop to start your airflow. You're not, it's not that you're like stopping your airflow when you say avocado or like I. You're just like starting the airflow again when you speak. Okay. <laughs> Very random. Okay, next one. And you're really enhancing the quality of your natural voice is to eliminate any of that guttural sound that comes from phlegm and all of that nastiness that gathers in the back of your throat. It's what so many of us experience around allergy season, certainly if we've ever been sick. See, I'm going to be real. She, she She's starting to seem like she's running out of air now when she's talking. I, I just feel that then she's starting to run out of air huh hmm. and then when you first wake up in the morning you end up with a kind of low raspy almost kind of sounding voice like this and that is never what you i used to yeah i used to wake up with all types of different sounding voices and that is that is a problem i don't anymore i don't after i started developing my voice properly and and started singing properly and really like honing in on you know good things i i now just wake up with the same voice that i went to sleep with and that is kind of the ideal goal for for people um i remember there was a time years ago when i was doing different things with my voice where like some it was embarrassing if someone would call me in the morning because i would literally sound 
like I'd been on a drug binge the night before. Like it was just so bad. And I had it. Like I sounded like I really destroyed my voice or something. It like went to some concert or something like, oh, hold on. Sorry, I've got to plug in my laptop. It's going to die. I wait, it is plugged in. Where is it? Hilden. One moment, technical difficulties. One moment, please. Almost done. Get that in. Come on, Amy. You can do it. I did it. Okay. We're plugged in. Um, yeah, it would be embarrassing if you called me. <laughs> I would sound just terrible. I remember like I would start waking up and come downstairs. Mom would be like, what's wrong with your voice? I'm like, it always sounds like this in the morning. Yeah, it doesn't anymore. Um, yeah, it's not ideal. And if she is, it's interesting that she's mentioning that because she's saying that that happens to her. You know, she's she's saying that that is that that can occur to her that she'll wake up with a raspy da 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 voice and perhaps okay let's see what she says about it because yeah from correct training you can totally get rid of that almost kind of sounding voice like this and that is never what you want for your voice to sound really good so to prevent that you can quite literally clear your throat do what we've all done <laughs> one of those and it's very effective you just want to make sure that you're never doing that aggressively and that's because your vocal cords are super delicate i remember when i first started taking voice lessons when i was about 10 i got a really strong lecture day one on how to treat my vocal cords with care because essentially they are two muscles that butt up against each other like this and when they're functioning properly they ever so slightly tap they never hit each other but when you cough or you clear your voice very aggressively that's true yell and scream they smack together that's true and that repeated smacking causes calluses to build true up, which causes permanent damage and it can't be okay listen that's probably a bit dramatic yeah if you cough you are like squishing your vocal cords together and they're like you push air through when you cough, you go with your vocal cords and they like come together and quickly are blown apart. Um, it's not good for you. It may not, what she's describing is the formation of nodules. You may not actually receive nodules from it. Like, you know, a lot of people get a cold and then end up with a really bad cough after and they're coughing for like three weeks. You may not get nodules from that. Um, I don't recommend it, but you know, try and like have lozenges at hand so that you don't have to just cough and cough and cough. But, um, yeah, okay, after a, a very long time of, of misuse, for sure, of your voice, you can then get calluses on it, and then you can get, and then that's damage, and then if that's not seen to, if that's not fixed, seen to, you don't, you, you don't change your technique, you continue to do all the bad things that you shouldn't have done for a long time, then the calluses harden, then it will become permanent. So it's, it's actually a long road. It is a long road from fine cords to permanently damaged cords. There's a lot of different things you have to pass through. Um, you absolutely can heal your vocal cords from nodules if they're not too hard yet with just simply technique. Okay, here we go. Let's keep going. 
undone and it destroys the sound and quality of your voice forever. So if you've ever known someone that's screamed a lot in their profession or their life or maybe they've lived in a really big city and spent a lot of their time kind of yelling over loud noises, you get that really raspy sound. You know it the second you hear it and that is unfortunately permanent damage. Oh, I don't think I have the strength. Now my Ooh, she just played that guy. Let's play him again. You get that really raspy sound. You know it the second you hear it, and that is unfortunately permanent damage. Oh, I don't think I have the strength. Now my Yeah, I totally agree with her on that. That guy definitely Yeah, that guy definitely has something. I don't know if it's permanent damage, but that's definitely a problem. Mm. Personal favorite way to clear my throat from any of that nastiness is to just drink water. Staying hydrated is so important for not only your entire bodily functions and everything to work the way that it should, but also for the quality and sound of your voice because lack of hydration causes our bodies to retain water. So your fingers will get nice and swollen, your feet will feel swollen, and you just feel kind of bloated. And that definitely translates into your vocal cords as well. And when your vocal cords get swollen and dehydrated, it makes your voice sound really strained, which is not a pleasant sound, and it's something that's totally preventable. I don't know, I've... I personally find this a little bit dramatic. Like, I've definitely heard this before. She's not the only person that says this kind of thing. You know, if you don't drink enough water, your vocal cords will get dehydrated and then you won't sound good. I find it a little bit over the top. I think it's a little bit dramatic. Um, how dehydrated can your muscles get? Like, you have to be, like, real dehydrated. And I don't know. Yeah. I think for me, like, I mean, listen, if you think... I mean, absolutely, you should be hydrating. Like, hands down, you should be hydrating. It's definitely going to make the situation better. Um, but I, I just think it's a little bit dramatic just to, like, jump straight to that conclusion. Um, for me, I don't think I really notice a difference between singing dehydrated and singing hydrated. Although, I am often quite hydrated, so maybe I should just test it out and not drink water for, like, two days and then sing. I still don't think I would find feel that a different... The only time that I'm like, ooh, ooh I better drink water because I'm about to sing is if I've drunk a lot of coffee because I do drink coffee and my throat, not so much my vocal cords, but my throat feels itchy because it's a little dry from all the coffee that I just drank. So then I'll drink water and my throat won't be like as dry and itchy and then I'll sing and it'll be. But again, I don't because your cords don't have nerve endings, so you don't know how they feel. You can't really feel whether they're like in pain or itching. So I don't know if my vocal cords were itchy and dry. Maybe they were. I just go by my throat. Like my throat was itchy and dry. That's around my vocal cords. I need to soothe that before I sing. You know, just gonna, it's only gonna help. Okay, let's keep going. That's why you'll always see singers drinking water religiously and constantly staying hydrated. That's for a very good reason, because hydration automatically makes your voice sound better. Now let's talk about the ideal volume to speak at in order to make your voice sound as attractive and- Oh, so this isn't- Oh, this is speaking. I'm waiting for her to sing. Opera singer tricks to have a more attractive- She's just talking about a speaking voice. Oh, because I'm like, is she going to talk about singing yet? No. Okay. I really want to hear her sing. Like, girls, sing in this episode. I'm going to look it up on YouTube so I can see if she's singing in anything. Okay, let's let's keep going. 
feeling as possible. And that is going to be slightly below your natural speaking volume. Many of us have a natural volume that's dictated by who we're talking to. I totally disagree with that. You should not speak below your natural speaking volume. What? What? That's bizarre. Speak... Uh, just speak whatever is natural to you in your emotions and what you're saying. Just be, just express it. And um, if you lessen your volume, again, you're going to be tightening up your body and you're going to be holding back your voice. Let it go. Release it. Do the situation we're in and then how shy we are naturally or how confident we are and so that can range from yelling all the way down to whispering and all of those have a place but if you're speaking in a way that you want to be engaging and you want to be friendly and you want to be very I love that I love that they all have a place there's a place to scream your head off at someone listen there's a time and place life works in seasons sometimes you're going to use that part of your voice <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Comfortable for someone to listen to. I totally disagree. You just got to be your own self, be your own person. Just like some people walk around with pink hair like me. Some people walk around with natural hair. Some people, you don't have to change how you talk to make people feel comfortable, make people like you more. Just talk with your natural voice. People are going to accept you for what you're saying, for how you're saying it, what your intentions, your motives, all that sort of stuff. People aren't going to like you because your voice is soft or sounds like a disney princess or da, da 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 in fact because her voice is so con you know she is doing all this stuff to it <sighs> to me she comes across a little bit contrived she comes across a little bit uh what's the word artificial just because she has put so much thought behind the way that she's communicating and speaking and using her voice it's way too much it's way over the top. I mean, this girl does, this girl does hand, like hand maintenance tutorials. Like this girl is a perfectionist. She's an absolute perfectionist. Um, she literally has tutorials on how like to take care of your hands. So, and that's totally fine. But it is over the top. It is OTT. It, it is a lot of details. Um, and the fact that she's thought this much into just how to just how to speak to people. I thought it was I thought it was about singing. I'm so sorry. I thought it was going to be about how to sing. I just you know what? I just wouldn't bother. I just wouldn't. I would just go out, do something, start, you know, start a company. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Start a company do things with your life, you know, I just wouldn't, um, I just wouldn't even bother spending this much time thinking about your speaking voice. People, people don't even notice it, to be honest. They don't really notice your speaking voice. They just notice you as a whole package, what you look like, how you sound, how you behave. Like they just take it all in. They're not like, wow, her voice was so calming, like, or anything like that. You want to speak slightly below your natural volume. Similarly, you also want the pace of your voice to be slightly slower than normal. So this is something I have really no. <laughs> in my YouTube uh, career. Because when I first started, I would speak with my natural speaking voice. And that is naturally very, very quick. So I had to really make a conscious effort to slow it down. 
No, you don't. You really don't, girl. Like I, I would, I can understand you if you speak fast. I'm sure. Now it makes me feel like I'm a baby, because you're talking at a speed that is weird. And now I feel like you think I'm dumb. <laughs> or I feel like you think I uh, know I feel like you are passive aggressive even though you're not even being passive aggressive just be like isn't that killing you that's killing you I know it is um I'm I feel bad I'm like I didn't realize I was gonna start really hooking into her it's just like all right let's keep going <laughs> And it makes your voice sound a lot better because it allows all of the things you're going to practice that we've gone through already to really work for you. So rather than trying to get your words out in a very hurried way, this is killing me. Something it allows you a moment to be very deliberate about what you're saying, and then okay. of course allow your voice to flow very freely and very elegantly, which is always always nice. And last but not least is to always have good posture. Good posture is essential to ensuring that your voice sounds as good as it possibly can because you never want to restrict airflow um sure i mean i don't think you should overdo it some people when they're doing singing they stand up stiff as a board you know like they're in the army not always necessary you don't want your shoulders too back just have them in that comfortable upright position absolutely like don't slouch down but don't have them too back because then you'll put your yourself off balance in the opposite way don't overdo it and restricting airflow is automatically achieved by having bad posture. When you hunch over like this, the air has to work really hard to exit your body, and then your voice naturally sounds a little bit more restricted because you're creating unpleasant tension. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but it's not enough to really be an issue if your voice is developed properly. Like, I'm lying down right now, talking. And yeah, my voice is not at its optimum for sure because I'm literally like my neck is like literally folded in half almost while I'm talking. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's it's if your voice is properly developed, like you can talk in whatever position you want. Of course, if you're gonna sing opera. I wouldn't like recommend singing opera lying down. Um, but yeah, it's just it's very incremental. So always make sure that you're sitting upright or standing upright and it will allow your voice to flow very freely and always sound its absolute best. So those are my tips for having an attractive, confident sounding voice. They're things that I've learned as a classically trained opera singer and things that I've learned through trial and error here on YouTube. I find that funny. A classically trained opera singer rather than a jazz trained opera singer. I don't know. Um, there are only classically trained opera singers. All right. Sorry. I don't want to rip in. Okay, Audrey, thank you so much. Did your voice sound confident? Um, not really. I guess it did sound... What was the other thing it needed? Attractive. For sure. I think her, her voice sounded, you know, pretty, like, attractive, I guess. Um, not necessarily confident um pleasing i guess so i don't know who cares who cares like you know everybody has a charm to their own voice 
Um, and if you don't come get lessons and we can like have a little look at, at some of the stuff that's going on in, in that larynx of yours. Um, okay. I really, before I wrap this up, I do want to see if I can find her Audrey and see if we can hear her sing opera. I can already predict a little bit of how she probably sings because I'm presuming it's kind of like how she speaks. Oh, here we go. Someone already did it. Audrey Coyne singing. Okay, let's do it. Or there's Audrey Coyne opera. I'm going to do Audrey Coyne singing. We need a snippet, Audrey, of your your opera singing that was classically trained to you. Let's hear it. Ooh, did it work? Audrey Coyne singing. No, I don't think she's... Wait, what did I just do? Oh, I, I just accidentally subscribed to her. <laughs> I just accidentally subscribed to Audrey Coyne. Um, okay. <laughs> Lol. Okay. Um... Okay, so I just looked up Audrey Coyne singing. I've got how I organize my clothes, closet organization ideas. Um, it's a makeup tutorial. Get to know me, some facts about me. Opera singer tricks. Yep, so the one we watched. Bridal makeup. Decluttering mistakes, blogger transparency, Christmas decorations. Yeah, so there's nothing gonna, there's gonna be nothing on her of singing. She seems like the sort of person that would keep, you know, she's gonna keep tabs on herself online. I mean, she, she literally is gonna show you how to organize a closet. So she's gonna definitely be keeping tabs on the videos that are going up online. And if she doesn't want any videos of her up singing, then I don't think there's going to be any up. I don't, it doesn't look like there's going to be anything that slips through her um, knowledge. So I, so I don't know if she was trained like at a university or if she was just trained by an opera singer to sing opera. And that's why she's saying she's classically trained. She says she is an opera singer, but I do not see any opera. I'm still looking how to not look like a tourist. Her scarf collection. Wow. I do like scarves quite a lot. Hermé. Is that how you say Hermé? Vintage Chanel. Tiffany scarves and more. Wow. Do you reckon that she's got all those scarves off YouTube money? Or... Can't be opera money because I don't see any opera on here. Okay, well, that's all 
that she has for us. So she's an opera singer without showing us any opera. Maybe it's something she just doesn't do anymore. I think, you know, I think that's definitely a thing. Like if anyone's ever trained as an opera singer and they but they don't sing opera anymore, haven't for years, they'll still be like, I'm an opera singer. <laughs> I mean, why not? I can see why. Because it's kind of cool to say, I guess. Um Yeah, so those are my thoughts on Audrey's video. Um, yeah, I think I basically summed it up. I basically covered it. Um, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed I didn't find anything of her singing. Kind of wanted to have a reaction to that too. Um, definitely let me know uh, if, you, if you're listening to any of this and there's anything you particularly want to hear. Uh, do you want to hear me sing anything particularly or do you want to hear me talk about my favorite opera singers? Do you want to hear about Bel Canto? Do you want to hear just anything? Cause like I'm so open and I've got time to, to look into stuff. Otherwise I'll just keep making fun stuff that I find entertaining and yeah. Um, have a wonderful night, everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Night Chats with Amy and I will see you on the next one. Ciao.